0: You're with Sean Jung and Where the Veil Grows Thin, an exploration of the sacred moments of our human experience in life and death, joy and sorrow, birth and end of life. It's the unscripted instant when the heart opens, the face-to-face moments with the divine. When I was still working, in hospice. I loved using stories as a way to help keep our board of directors connected to those of us in the agency that they were helping. I always hoped that what I said spoke accurately on behalf of those of us on the other side of the boardroom doors, the ones in the field and in the trenches, the ones who were able to do what we did because the board had our backs. I knew one of the reasons people were on the board to begin with was because somewhere in their life they had been touched by a hospice story. We used to say, we come to this work because first it comes to us. So I would bring stories to help them feel connected to the miracles, the joys, the sorrows, and the moments of unspeakable tenderness. That occur as a result of the work that happens. For one particular meeting, the story was a bit different. We had just had one of those runs of deaths that our nurse, Barb Bush always described as the mothership hovering above the valley, plucking people up. Because in the two-week period prior to this meeting, We lost 14 patients. We were a small rural hospice. And when a small rural hospice loses 14 patients in 14 days, the effects on the agency and the staff can be extreme to the point almost of being dangerous. We had all been rocked to the core, and we were all exhausted. It was during the holidays, as sometimes happens, and more staff than usual were out and away with their own families. We were kind of a skeletal crew to begin with, but we were especially skeletal for that period of time. So, as part of how I chose to honor the impact for my coworkers, I prepared something for a staff meeting that I then chose to bring to the board. Many of these podcasts are based on stories that once were shared with our board of directors. And this is one of them. We always started our team meetings with a reading of the names of the patients that had died since our last meeting. We'd give anyone who was present a moment to talk about that experience if they wanted to, and if they didn't, that was okay, too. At this particular meeting, we came into a somewhat darkened room, and when everyone was there, I lit a candle, and I said this. Today... I light this candle for all the caregivers who are sometimes the forgotten angels. The ones who show up day after day, night after night, having to just trust that where they are and what they are doing matters. We are all members of that tribe and our little tribe has just experienced a stream of loss. So many people have died since we last met. Each one of them slips into our hearts and silently, unknowingly, and innocently changes. us. Every patient makes and then leaves an imprint in some way on our lives. And it isn't just the patients we care for that make an impression. It's also the people they leave behind when they die that tug most fiercely at the strings of our hearts. The children who bid farewell to their parents or the parents who watch helplessly as their child died. A sister, a brother, a friend, or a lover, the ones who are left living often create more urgency in our lives than those that we have just watched leave. So today, in remembering our most recent deaths, I light this candle for those who companioned them at their end of life. The granddaughter and great-granddaughters of a woman who one day was playing with her great-grandchildren on the floor and then was found on the same floor the next afternoon having suffered a major stroke the stroke that took her life five days later. We had them on service for less than 72 hours, but the experience touched all of us. And the husband and son who had to say goodbye to a woman who just didn't have any fight left and who died before her other two sons could get there to say goodbye. And this candle is for those two sons as well. This candle is for the beautiful, vibrant mother of three young children as she tries to understand why it hurts so much to just wake up in the morning and for her children who wake up right now in a world that feels cruel and harsh and scary. I light Today's candle for all those individuals now left with the burden of learning the language of a world they never even wanted to go to. And included in that are each one of us. Because we also suffer in these losses, this candle burns for us as well. We all deserve the tenderness and respect extended to the families of the patients who die on service with our agency, and not just those of the agency that sit around the table in our staff meetings, but also those from the agency who don't attend these meetings, our aides, our volunteers, our office staff, and the valued members of our board. We are well served when we take time for one another around the loss of patients. When we take time to acknowledge the loss in our own lives, in our co-workers' lives, and in the lives of those in our communities when we acknowledge for the AIDS that they have lost someone they cared for and cared about in the most intimate of ways, acknowledging the people who deliver and retrieve the hospital beds and the oxygen concentrators when a patient we have cared for together dies, acknowledging for the physicians who entrusted us with caring for their patients many of whom they have had relationships with that span decades. And also acknowledging the coroner and the funeral director who take up where we leave off to tenderly and with gentle kindness tend to the final care of our patients. I can say all of this because I trust that the ones who are released are good And it's the ones left behind that need love and care. At this point in the meeting, I would then read the names of the patients who had died, pausing at each name so that anyone who was there could say something if they wanted to. At this particular meeting, as the 14 names were read, the tears came and the words came, and the laughter, and hopefully some small sense of completion, all necessary to being able to move forward. We are almost all caregivers in some capacity at some point in this life. When it is your turn, please find your ballast, find your lifeline, and hold on. Find the person you feel safest with and ask them to be ready to bear witness to your grief or to share in it with you. Please don't try to do it alone. There is nothing as hard as feeling alone in grief, and there is nothing weak about admitting that the grief is there. This is Sean Jung. Thank you for sharing this time with me, and I hope you'll join me again where the veil grows thin. Until then, may peace be a constant thread in your life.